Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This is a space where we go deep, deep within, deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you, where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward, because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in, in where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This conversation that we're about to have today, this conversation we're about to embark on in this space feels like a conversation my soul has been wanting to have with you for lifetimes. And so we are going to timestamp, we're going to date and time this episode because I have a feeling it's one that we are going to be looking back on. So I'm recording And I also believe releasing this episode on February 29th, 2024. So yes, it is leap day. It is a leap year here. And to be honest, I don't feel that I have paid much attention or really noticed leap years in the past. And right now I'm leading an Alpha Femme Masterclass with Melanie and Lair called The Great Leap based on leap years. And so it's really brought my attention and awareness into this being a leap year. And of course, today as I'm recording this episode that feels like, like I just said, that my soul has been wanting to have this conversation with you for lifetimes, there feels like there's something significant in it being a leap day. It feels important to acknowledge because I believe the offering that I'm about to share with you, which is a free experience, I believe the seed for it was planted during the last leap year of 2020. And as I say that, I'm actually cycling back to two incidents, both also in leap years in 2016 and in 2012, that I'm sure we're setting things up for this moment in time. So to begin to kick us off, I'm going to introduce you to this offering. I announced it to my audience on my social media, on my Instagram and Facebook platforms yesterday and literally about 12 hours ago, and the response already is blowing me away. The offer, the one that feels like I was born to lead is called the prayer portal. So like I said, I announced this about 12 hours ago on my social media. There's already close to 200 women and men. Yes, the men are in this one too. Women and men who have said yes to joining the space and coming together in collective prayer. So we're going to dive into a whole conversation today around my experience with prayer, collective prayer, my experience with God, because I feel like there's so much to this backstory and to this space that I'm going to be holding and hosting for those of you who choose to join me. And I want to give you the full context. I've received many messages in the last 12 hours that have been messages from people saying like they've been waiting for this. They've been wanting this. They've been looking for this, saying that this offer is literally an answer to their prayers. And I also received this one message, and it made me really reflect on all the things we're going to talk about today. This one message that made me reflect upon my journey, my journey with prayer, my journey with the connection to God, my journey with the connection to the divine. And so I'm going to start by reading this comment that was shared publicly on my Instagram, and then we're going to dive into a conversation. 
So the message says, this is activating a lot of things, having also been raised Catholic. I've been in your world for what feels like ages, but only found that out when you said it in your February 15th podcast episode. So in just one of those recent ones. And having so much baggage around the word prayer, which obviously means I and my Pisces North Node should be in it. So this sparked for me because I know I've had quite the journey with the word God, with the word prayer. And I know that many women, many men, many humans in my community also have. So let's begin here. Let's bring forward this conversation about my journey with God. So like I mentioned, obviously, I didn't even know this, but like I mentioned in a previous episode that as a kid, I was raised Catholic. My family was Catholic, like Sunday mornings, we're going to church every Sunday morning. I remember those 9 a.m. services, the Sunday school. I remember all the initiations, all the moments that I had being raised Catholic, obviously, I was just going to say, I remember the baptism. I don't remember being baptized, but I was. I have the pictures for it. I remember the first communion. I remember whatever comes after the first communion. I forget what it's called, but like I remember these moments. I remember these experiences. And also I remember being around the age of 11, I think 11 or 12, when I went to my parents and said that I wasn't going to church anymore. Now, as a child, I was pretty defined in my ways, set in my ways. I think most would call me stubborn. And I remember just being like in this rebellious, like defiant nature, like I'm not going to church. And I think my parents just thought at the time, like maybe it was like a rebellion against something. But the truth is, and what I expressed to them is I didn't believe in what I was experiencing and learning at church. And I just felt something, which I mean, I can see now in hindsight, but as a child, there was this like feeling within me. There is this knowing within me that things that were being taught to me and told to me, like just didn't sit right with me. So things like, you know, if I did one thing, I was going to heaven. And if I did something else, I was going to hell. If I was a good girl, if I was this, I was that. And so around this age, I stopped going to church. And then the next like significant memory I have in this, you know, journey with God is I remember a couple of years later, my sister telling people that I was an atheist and I don't even know, like, I know that at that time when I heard her say it, I was like, I don't even know what an atheist is. Like, I was like, what does that word even mean? And I looked up what an atheist meant. And once I looked it up, I was like, that's not exactly true. And while I would say at the time, like, I don't believe in God, I also knew that there was something I believed in. And like I said, there was just these like aspects that I couldn't get my energy behind. You know, I, before my notion of God was again, this man that sat in the sky and judged us and was like, yep, you pass, you don't pass, you get to heaven, you get to hell. And so I was like, okay, I believe in something. I don't believe I'm an atheist. I also don't believe in God. And so I dove into you know, readings, I dove into different things, trying to really sort out my beliefs. And the first thing that I really felt was like, okay, I believe in something. And that was literally it. Like, I believe in something. I believe in this universal presence, this universal energy. And then at some point it evolved into, you know, I believe in angels. And while I felt this belief in what I would say probably at the time I would define as the other side, another realm. It was very different than what I had growing up being taught, growing up believing. So at this point, I was like, okay, there's something that exists, but definitely like the word God was still definitely a word that was off limits for me and continued to be so until about seven years ago. 
And so I'm going to take you back to this time just before, you know, just before seven years ago when God really became like a presence in my life again, but back to 2016. So the leap year before the previous leap year, that year was a massive year for me. That year is the year I had experienced what I've now coined my spiritual smackdown. If you do not know that story. I shared it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I reshared an episode that I had recorded years ago. It's titled The Betrayed. That was like the beginning. That was the awakening for me. That's what sparked my deep dive into spirituality. And so in 2016, amidst my spiritual smackdown, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I began to go on this quest, I would say. I was in a place where I was experiencing a lot of extreme anxiety, where I was like waking up in the middle of the night and just like feeling this anxiety multiple times throughout the day. I had previously to being pregnant with my daughter, I had two late term second trimester miscarriages. There was some complications going on with my daughter at the time where there was, I mean, it was literally like the doctors was like, we hope that she can survive in you until the third trimester. And at 28 weeks, we're we're possibly going to have to look at if she can thrive better outside versus within you. And so I was in this space. I was in the anxiety. My husband and I were separated at the time. And I was like, what I would say was like no option to find other ways of coping, other ways of supporting myself, other ways of really finding peace. And it literally felt like my daughter's life depended on it. And so first I embarked down a path of meditation, which I would say I had tried to meditate for two years prior, but mostly in this energy of, well, meditation is like good for you. Meditation is something everyone says you're supposed to do. Meditation is like what you've got to do in order to manifest. So meditation for me in those two years prior was very much like, let's check it off the box, but I never actually felt anything in meditation. Like I was like, this doesn't work for me. Then I came into the space and I started meditating and whether it was for like three minutes at a time or 20 minutes at a time, I was meditating like six to seven times a day just to get through the day. And then I felt like, okay, there's, there's more support that I'm looking for. And I started reading, I started reading basically any spiritual text books I could get my hands on. And I had some dear soul sisters in my life that had just been introduced to me before this time that had already been on their own spiritual journey that really supported me at this time. And I asked one of them, like, give me like a list of all the books I should be reading right now. And the first book I read was Marianne Williamson's A Return to Love. Now, if you've read A Return to Love, you know that there's a lot of references to God in A Return to Love. And somehow I didn't even see that for a long time. It was a couple of years later when I had recommended a return to love to a client of mine. She said back to me, she's like, I feel like I like this book. She's like, but I just can't get over the word God and how much it's used in the book. And I was like, really? It talks about God in that book. And I went back and looked at my copy that I had, you know, all the pages flipped over that I had underlined a bunch of things. And she was definitely right that there was a lot of references to God. And I was like, oh yeah, that point in time, I really substituted the word like universe, angels, love for God. Because remember, I was still in this place where the word God was like a big no for me. So 2016, 
not connected to the word God, but connected, like embarking on this spiritual path, the spiritual journey, really trying to find peace within myself and really trying to, I mean, literally like the title of the book, like return to love, like again and again and again. And the call for me then was very much like to choose love over fear, love over judgment, love over self-righteousness. So fast forward a few months, again, I'm embarking on this spiritual journey. I'm like down, I'm in with like the universe. I'm in with like feeling this divine presence. I'm like meditating on top of meditating. I feel really called at this time again, while my husband and I are separated in my meditations to start sending love to him. And I felt this very much energetically in my meditations. Again, it didn't feel like I was praying. It didn't feel like I was asking God to bring this love to my husband, but it did really feel just this energy. It was like, I'm sending love to him. And I actually, at the time, remember envisioning like angels carrying this love. It's like, okay, I can put out the energy. I can put out the intention for my husband to receive this feeling, this frequency of love. And I'd say looking back in hindsight, this is really the first time that I started to understand how people feel frequency, how things shift, how things happen energetically and with like deep intention. Because after after a few, I mean, honestly, it happened so quickly after a few days of me sitting in meditation like this and sending love to my husband, I started to see a shift in him. I started to see an opening. I started to see receptivity. And at first it started with literally a look, a look, a softening in his eyes, a softening in his spirit. And I remember this, like knowing in me, it's like, okay, like continue, continue to send love. And at the time there was very much, you know, what I wanted was for us to reconcile. I felt this deep knowing inside myself, our story wasn't over. And at the same time, I also felt that that couldn't be the intention of me sending him this love. And so along with the love I would send, it was also with the intention that I would repeat, that I would say, that I would express, that I would write in my journey for the outcome to be peace between us, for the outcome to be in service of the highest good for him, for me, and for our children. So here's where I am, starting to play with energetics, starting to to feel frequency, starting to like be in touch with my spiritual nature. God, still there, off limits. And then I birthed my daughter. My daughter is born in the summer of 2016. My husband and I end up embarking on a full healing journey, reconciling in our marriage. The beginning of 2017 is when we first moved to Costa Rica. Again, continuing lots of healing, lots of energy work for me, lots of diving deeper into reading and writing and, and really a deeper dive into spirit. And then that summer, we were renting a cottage in this little beach town back in Canada. And I had been there for about two and a half months. And after two and a half months, I looked at the bookshelf. I looked at the bookshelf in this cottage and there was like books upon books upon books. And literally like not an exaggeration, there was a book, a huge ass book that fell out of the bookshelf and literally landed at my feet. And this book was called Conversations with God. Like I pick it up and it's called Conversations with God. And it felt like, huh, like a little bit of like, you've got to be kidding me. And a little bit of what's this all about. And when I say like a huge book, if you guys have read Conversations with God, you might be thinking it's not that big of a book, but this was a the Conversations with God trilogy. So it had book one, book two, book three, all within this one book. 
And I picked it up and I opened it just to like a random page and I read it. And I read this page once and I was like, God, God, God. But there was like such an activation within what I was reading. And I read it again. I was literally like, what the holy fuck is this? And I took a picture. I sent the picture to my best friend. And her immediate response was also like, what is this? Like, this is like talking about God. Like, we don't talk about God. Like, you don't believe in God. Like, we don't use the word God. And I was like, yeah, but did you read it? And she was like, I couldn't even get past the word God. I was like, read it. And honestly, it was like one of the most mind-blowing things I had ever read. And like I said, by this point, I had been like a year and a half, like really deep diving into a lot of books in this nature. And there was something in this that just felt like it just activated something so deeper inside me. And I spent the next two days like doing a deep dive reading this book. Like I could not put it down. And what I really found is that there was so much in this book that just felt like a resonance of truth within my soul. It didn't even feel so much as like, this is blowing my mind. It felt like this is like validating everything that I've thought and experienced and know to be true. Now, there was definitely some parts that did blow my mind. There was definitely some parts that invited me to look at things through a new lens. There was definitely some parts that I was like, I don't know if this feels like my truth. Like, I don't know if I believe this, but through even that experience, I was able to look at things through a new lens. But this is definitely when my connection with God came back in. And I think really recognizing through those books that the word God, that the essence of God could be something different than what I had learned as a child. And so I spent, you know, ever since then, to be honest, like since 2017. So for the last seven years, I feel like I've really studied the work of Neil Donald Walsh, who's the author of Conversations with God. I've read, I believe, all of his books or almost all of his books and multiple times, like the books sit beside my, like sit on my nightside stand. I travel with the books. There's usually one you can find in my purse at any given moment. The, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast for more than this episode, you've probably heard me talk about conversations with God. Most of my friends, most of my clients have started reading conversations with God. And so of course, it also is like no surprise that when I had this idea come through for the prayer portal, it literally came through. I was in a restorative yoga meditation class on February 11th of this year. And February 12th of this year is when I was embarking on a mentorship experience with Neil Donald Walsh. And so the timing, you know, the timing feels like one of those things you can just never make up. So here we are today in this moment, a couple weeks after I have this like essence, this idea, this feeling of leading the prayer portal comes through for me. I've announced it publicly. I've shared it on my socials. I've shared with you now a bit of my journey, my experience with God. And there was also a whole experience for me, I'd say similar, but also different with my experience around prayer and even the word prayer. And while I'd say, you know, especially as I look back in hindsight, that I've always believed in the energetics of prayer, even when I didn't call it prayer, like I've always believed in miracles, believed in prayer. And I would say more than believing in the energetics of prayer, I've believed and I've been witness to the extraordinary things that happen through 
collective prayer. And I know it's like when we come together collectively and consciously to raise the frequency of the planet, to connect to the vibration of love, to bring forward with intention the desires of our soul, I've seen the magic. I've witnessed the magic. I've experienced the magic. And prayer to me has a much different meaning than what prayer meant to me as a child. Prayer as a child, you know, really meant like, if you don't pray, you're going to hell. Like you have to pray. You need to pray. Prayer was in a very like set way and it has to sound like this and it has to look like this. And then after I stopped going to church and like I said, I started to believe in like universal presence and angels. I started to use prayers by talking to angels. So like I shared in that story with, you know, my husband in 2016, starting to send prayers via angels because that felt excessive me. So like prayers of love when, you know, my first experience with collective prayer would have been back in 2012 when my aunt got diagnosed with cancer very quickly. She had stage four cancer and we were all called to her house one day and they said she likely wasn't going to make it through the night and she definitely wouldn't make it to the weekend. Like she had hours days max to live. And I have three sisters. My sisters, my mom and I started praying together and praying for healing and praying for what was best for for her, what was best for her soul. And I mean, literally she experienced a miracle. She lived for eight years beyond that experience. There was times where she was diagnosed as, I mean, I don't know if they diagnosed it as cancer-free, but where it was like you know, the doctors were like, this is a miracle. Like there's no like scientific anything here. And I mean, this could take us on a whole different journey of prayer. And and I don't think we're going to dive into this right now. Not yet. But what I know today also is like, yes, the power of that collective prayer, the power of my mom, my sisters and I coming together in prayer. And also this knowing that our prayers must have been matching the prayers of her soul as well, because I don't believe that our prayers can override anyone else's experience, anyone else's journey. But this is my, you know, this is my experience of prayer. This was like feeling like, okay, pray to the angels. And from then on, my sisters, my mom and I literally started what I would call a prayer group. Like we had a, a prayer group text and every day, every day, my alarm would go off at 9am. And at 9am, we held space where we prayed together and we would have three things we'd pray for every day. And it was like the same three things. And then when one prayer was answered, we'd add a new prayer into that space. And this felt like, honestly, it felt like magic to me. Most of the time, I will tell you when it did not feel like magic to me. And this is when either one of my sisters or my mom would write out the prayer for me. So it would be like God or Heavenly Father or whatever. And like the prayer would be in their words. And mom, sisters, I know as you listen, like that felt like true to them, but yet it didn't feel true to me. So it actually really annoyed me. But when I would tap in and pray in the way that felt true to me, I felt this strong presence. I felt this strong connection And this connection to whatever I believe existed at that time, like this universal connection, this connection with the angels, this connection to the divinity within me, while I wouldn't have had those words at that time, like looking back in hindsight at 2012, like this is what I felt. So journey with prayer was like 
praying as a child, not feeling aligned, starting to pray to the angels in about 2012, having the experience of collective prayer and praying with my sisters and my mom and having the experience of miracles through prayer. And I've given you one like big example, but I could give you a hundred more and a hundred small examples. And then after this experience in 2016, 2017, when I felt connection with God, the prayer shifted from prayers to angels to prayers to God. And for a while, this felt really powerful for me. I felt part of this co-creative life force energy. But this is when I was still experiencing God outside of me. And to be honest, this was the easiest season of prayer for me. This season of prayer felt like, okay, There's God. There's this energy outside of me. It's not the man who sits in the sky judging me, but it's basically the man who like sits there and can wave the magic wand. And it's like, I get to make the wish. I get to make the request and then have faith that God would, that God could deliver. And it felt really easy for me to make prayer requests in this way. But then once I went deeper into the truth of my experiences with God, the truth of my experiences with the divine, with Mary Magdalene, I started to recognize and feel the truth of the God within, the God within me, God living within me, the universe within me, the divine within me. And as I started to feel this unity with God, I started to feel that I am God just as you are God. And this became the hardest season of prayer for me. So I go on this whole journey of like, I pray because I have to, and then I don't really believe in prayer. And then I believe in prayer and it's like this magic wand. And then I get to this experience where I'm like, I feel so connected in truth, in divinity, in in that connection with God that it's now hard to pray. And it took me a while, honestly, to like sort this out for myself. But if I could sum it up, I'd say it's, When I was looking at things through the human lens, it was like, if I'm not praying to something outside myself, if I'm not praying to this man in the sky, a fairy godmother, the angels, like who and what am I praying to? Am I just praying to myself? And while I think I'm going to share more on the unfolding of this inside the prayer portal, what I will tell you about is what I started to feel in my being, in this essence that this brings us to the launch of the prayer portal experience, because I started to feel the essence of prayer in my body, like in my physical body, in my soul, in my being. And I started to feel how prayer affected the energy fields around me. So similar to what I felt, you know, back in 2016, when I started using, quote unquote, using the angels to send energy and love to my husband, I just really started to feel this essence in my body. And I started to truly understand how we can amplify this vibration, how we amplify this vibration together collectively through thought, through prayer, through sitting in intention like this together. And now in this moment today, like I hold this belief I'd say more than belief, like I hold this knowing, I hold this experiencing that through collective prayer, we have the ability to amplify everything vibrationally. So when we come together in collective prayer in a space like the prayer portal, we not only amplify the prayer, like we're amplifying the prayer, we're amplifying the intention, we're amplifying the love, we're amplifying the peace, we amplify this feeling we feel in our bodies, in our soul. We amplify the trust, we amplify the truth, we amplify the faith, and we amplify our own spiritual nature. This 
is what the prayer portal is all about. This is what it's all about for me. This is the invitation for you. This is this is what it's about for the community of women and men that have already felt the yes, the sacred yes into this offering. So if you're listening here, if you're feeling this with me, if this episode's intriguing you, if this episode sparks something deep within you, if this episode is leaving you feeling emotional in resonance with your truth, I'm inviting you to join me, to join us inside the prayer portal. As I've already mentioned, it's currently a free experience, which it won't always be. I have a really big vision for this space that I'm not fully ready to share. But for right now, I want you to understand the essence of this space and to know it's about the connection and the love that you get to experience within you. And then collectively, we get to amplify that essence out into the world. So before we end this conversation, I'm going to invite you to take a few moments in stillness with me to experience this energy in your own being, to experience what we're talking about here. So wherever you are, if it's safe for you to do so, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. To close your eyes and put one hand on your heart center. To begin by taking a few deep breaths. Dropping out of your mind into your being. Sitting here, receiving, feeling, allowing And as you land here with one hand on your heart center, allowing your breath to guide you, I'm going to invite you to access the portal behind your heart. Breathe here and you'll feel it opening Feel the vibration. Without forcing, with simply allowing, allowing a softening to come in, feeling the frequency of peace. Accessing the God within you, feeling the God within, the divinity within, the universe within. Immediately as we land here, I start to feel a tingling sensation in my fingertips. And I know that our hands are an extension of our heart, an extension of this portal. Through the work that we do in the prayer portal, we're going to come into an energy field like this again and again and again. Amplifying the knowing within us amplifying the love, amplifying the peace, amplifying the prayers. Taking a few moments, a few more moments here, a few more deep breaths. Seeing how quickly, how quickly we can drop in together with collective intention, collective consciousness, collective love. 
If you are ready to join us inside this space, the link will be dropped in the show notes below. We're going to begin in March within this space, within the prayer portal. There's an invitation for you to submit prayer requests so that I can hold your prayers with my prayers. I'll drop a prayer transmission for us weekly that you get to listen to and receive. This will be in a collective space so that we get to, again, amplify these prayers, this energy collectively as a group. And if you're listening to this episode beyond March, know that this is an open invitation. It's an open space that you can join at any time. It is such an honor for me to share this with you today, to share the story, to share, you know, little bits of my experiences with God, with prayer, with coming back into this, knowing this truth within me. And so an invitation for you as well, wherever you're at with your journey and whatever comes up for you when you hear the word God, when you hear the word prayer, what we're truly doing here is tapping into this frequency, this essence within each and every one of us, this truth, this love, this divine nature. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for those who feel ready, who are going to move into this offering, into this space with me. I'm holding such an incredible amount of love for each and every one of you as we embark on this stage of the journey. Gorgeous, thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life-giving. They nurture my human, they nurture my soul. These are the type of conversations I want more of, and I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.